dog. You ready? Yeah. We are live. We are live. The Fit and Shit Podcast. This is episode eight, I believe. I'm with. Excuse me. Can you go sit down over there? <laughs> I'm with Mike Skiba again. No longer special guest. More like co-host. We're gonna be um, adding in some special guests as we go. Mike will be helping me. Um, you know, talk to people, interview people, do all that stuff as we go. So. First things first, Mike Skiba, Mr. 2400. Tell us about yes, the meat sir. here. Tell us about the meat. Um, it's a good meat, I guess. Uh, you know, how many of us did it? 12, 13 people did it. Um, Two-day event. Uh, first day was amateur day. Second day was pro day. Second day was me, uh, Delafave, Kutheferly, Mags, and... Uh, who else competed? Brian. Brian and Radar. Radar. What's that, five of us? Yeah. Oh, you going upstairs? All right. Little homie's out. All right, he's out. Um, it was a good meet, though. And, um, you know, smaller event, but, uh, you know, it was on 9-11. We always hosted around 9-11. Um, raised a ton, ton of money for a good cause. And I think a lot of that goes unnoticed when it goes into meets like that you know there's a lot of you know bigger meets cash payouts we did have cash payouts at this meet you know first place won 2500 i think second place was a thousand um you know for both men and women so you know there was a big pot there and then i think we ended up raising close to like eight thousand for you know the foundation that um we put on the meet for so which a lot of people you know don't do that. So many meat directors and everything are such money hungry. Oh yeah. You know, snakes. All they care about is you know lining their pockets. So you know, I, I must commend Sean and my hats off to her and Jay for, you know, putting that together. And you know, all the money from that meat goes you know right back to you know the cause that we're lifting for. So for sure, for sure. And it was a dope meet in general. I mean, they throw out you know they have a band there both days. Mm-hmm. Um. Food truck, you know, yep. all that shit. It, it, it's a it's a for the lifters type meet. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? um, rather than these, you know, you got one minute to get to the platform. Yeah. Go, yep. go, 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 go. Get the hell out of here and we're taking all your money. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so while we're on the topic, let's just go over. Do you want to, like, recap everybody's meet? But how do you think we should do yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, what we could do, you know, we'll do a quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cole is upstairs going fucking crazy right now. Um. You know, we, we could kind of do a quick rundown. Um, you know, I, I know the one of the huge highlights of the meet was your client, Trey, going, you know, 2,000 yep. 2, in sleeves, which is insane to do at your first meet. I mean, people yeah, train ever. their whole lives to do that, and this dude just walks in and, you know, it was almost effortless. Yeah. Um, you know, between the squat and the bench, it, his third attempts looked like openers. So, oh, for sure, um, for sure. You know, I don't know if... The only struggle he had was deadlift. Was deadlift. So, I don't, you know, if you if touch base quickly on, you know, Trey and where you started with him. and So, so Trey's obviously, like, a, a special fucking talent. You know what I mean? I met him. What biology lab did you yeah, find yeah, him in? Exactly. So, he, um, I met him, like, three years ago at Arsons. There was a deadlift competition, and this kid was, like, he was built like that already. And I 19, was like, 20 years yeah, old. 19 years old, I met him. And I was like, where the hell did you come from? He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, what? He was already pulling like maybe 630, 640. Yeah. 
And he was like, yeah, I'm 19 years old. And I was like, Jesus Christ. The kid looked 30, like, you know, he was just built like a grown-ass man, you know. And um, he was like, yeah, but I, I don't power lift. I'm a bodybuilder. And I was like, dude, you're not a fucking bodybuilder. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're built for this shit. So I just kind of, basically kind of how you harassed me yep. for a couple of years, I just stayed just on him. Him, yeah. And I was like, dude, you just try, try it. You just try it. And... Yeah. I was like, you should just try it. Just come down. Just try it. Just come down. And I think he kind of had that big fish in the little pond mentality at yeah. first. Like, he just wanted to be the strong guy at the gym. Um, well, dude, he's, I mean, even when he's, he's in a strong even gym, he's still strong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, so he came down one night finally to us and just fell in love with, like, the atmosphere and, and you know, all the attention that, you know, all the, all the you know, action we bring and how it's like meat day every yeah. fucking Friday. And dude, and I, I don't think he realized his... I th- Trey always knew he was strong, but I don't think he realized his true potential and what, you know, he could bring to the platform and do, you know, what most people can't do in the sport ever. Well, exactly. And that, and that's the thing. He, um, he knew he was strong and, um, he, he knew, you know, that 2k was a special thing and how close he was to everything. But, um, you know, talking to us and, and he wasn't in tune with the powerlifting world. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? And right. then he never was on a real powerlifting style program. So he just go into the gym, rep shit out yep. until he burns out and then does bodybuilding, bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I finally got him to follow like an eight week plan with me on mine first. Followed the eight week plan. And in eight weeks, his numbers from what he thought they were just blew up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I had him working off percentages and all that stuff. And then um, he went back to bodybuilding for like four weeks. Instead of like deloading, he just did like a quick bodybuilding like month, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "I'm ready to come to Hellbent." And he came down. We put him on a new plan, and he just saw how like sticking to a real program with progressive overload and all that stuff, training with stronger people, and, and, and yeah, yeah, pushing himself. And he saw he saw what that did. Instead of going into the gym, max benching three four times a week, yep. and seeing where it took you, you know what I mean. And and we just dialed in new technique things because mm-hmm. he was just very raw. You know, he's just raw. Dude, he freak. didn't even have a, a belt, sleeves, wraps, yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I mean, he he squatted six seventy five for a double naked knee, no yeah. belt, nothing. So it was cool to just you know get him going, and he just fucking does the work. You know what yeah. I mean? He comes in, he listens, he appreciates everything we yeah. offer to him, and he just does it. So yep. like when he came in, I think one day you gave him wrist wraps, the next mm-hmm. day I gave him a belt, yeah. the next day. And then next thing you know, he's like, I ordered this, I ordered that. Yeah. And he just like, he just kind of went all in. And um, we were planning to shoot him out there in December for Metal Militia. And he was like, I'm ready now. Yeah. And we knew he was ready. You yep. know what I mean? Like, even if he went out there, let's say, and got 1,900, still a phenomenal total. Insane. Insane and total. he weighed in light, too. He was like mid-240s. He could have cut that, to that, 242 I mean. easy. Yeah. But. He didn't do a weight cut. And he weighed in, I think, 247 or, or two, 7. Yeah. But, um... So I mean, and he and he's walking around probably two fifty five. So that's an easy two forty two yeah. cut. You know what I mean? Um, but his plans now are to go up. He wants to get heavier yeah. and heavier and go up. He's already you know calling guys out online, yeah, yeah, calling yeah. out Andrew House and these guys. So he's he's definitely you know he's he's dialed in and he's fired up and he's just he's a special kid because he's you know he he can hone in that he's super aggressive and and out of his mind, but he hones it in and yeah, controls everything. He had good technique and everything, so if we could just dial that in even more and just get him more technical, I mean, sky's the limit. Now you know, he'll the be up there with the fucking best. Ghost Clash will respond, so we could get him back. You know, yeah, we'll get him in. into that meet. So we gotta get him in. Um, all right, now enough swinging from his nuts, even though he deserves it. But uh, let's talk about you had 
shit, half a dozen yeah, of I, your, your female clients go into Yeah, Megan, into Georgia, Autumn, Howie, I handled Bingy, we had Maria, Maria won Best Lifter. Yep, yeah, she killed it. She killed it. Um, I think three, our three girls won one, two, and three, Best yeah. Lifter. So Maria, Hallie, and, and, and Bingy. I'm convinced, but like, Maria plays possum. Oh, like, that's what I said. I she said goes, she's in the gym. She's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. And then she goes in the past three meets she's done. She's taking yeah. this lifter. And I think the best the best thing that could have happened for Maria was that misload issue. Yeah. That misload was her third attempt. Yeah. So so they had a misload at the beginning of the meet for those that didn't see it. And Maria's opener was actually her projected third attempt. And she ended up smoking it. So it just shows that she kind of, you know, sells herself short a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because then she ended up, I think she hit all three of her squats, right? Yeah. Yep. So she blew out like huge PRs for squats, huge PR for bench, huge PR for deadlift. And she had another one that looked like they had more in the tank. Yep. You know what I mean? Her deadlifts flew. Even her third attempt deadlift, like it was slow for a second off the floor and then it was no problem. Mm-hmm. So like that was super impressive. Megan, I thought, had the lift of the day. Yeah. With the fucking grinder deadlift. She had like a 13 end. second deadlift. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, which I, Go, me and you would have gave up eighteen go, times over. Going back to that that misload too. Uh, what the fuck? Um, you're getting a call. Uh, going back to that misload. You're still alive. That's loading. All right. It should be good. Um, yeah, going back to that misload. Uh, what's her name? Georgia was misloaded, and that was going to be her third attempt. That was also heavier than her third attempt. Heavier than her third attempt, and she ended up. Smoking it. We're good. We're good. Um, She ended up smoking it. And I remember she hit the lift and she looks and she goes, oh, that felt kind of heavy, but it moved fast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, little did she, I forget what it was. It was like 210 or something, which was going to be like a third. She ended up getting it on her, her opener. So um, all those girls killed it um, on amateur day. And like I said, they... They stole the show. I mean, they they were the talk of the talk of the weekend, talk of the town, um, for sure. Um, it was cool to see. And you know, ha- and then um, who we forget? And then Mark too. You know, Mark came in. He fucking he set some federation world records too. Yeah, he fucking, so, he had like a hundred and fifty pound squat PR. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So he came in after only competing like once or twice in his life. Once when he was like in his twenties, yeah. like. A couple years ago at Gleason's. Now he just turned 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And he went in there and squatted, like you said, 150-pound squat PR. Then you said, you said what, his best was like 350 or 365, and then he squatted 500 at this meet? Yeah. Like, pause squatted it pretty fucking easy, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did that. He, he had a, I think his bench was a, his squat was a, a IPA world, world record. record. yeah. And his bench i think was an ipa world yeah. record and i think i think he just told me his total was too for that master's division yeah. whatever it was 56 to 60 or whatever it was that old fuck did good man he was he, did. he was impressive and he was someone and we've talked about it you know i talked about it with him he was someone that when we first met and we were working he was nervous about certain things yeah i was nervous about certain things we were having depth issues yep. with the wraps and all that but he just kept trusting the process of it and he trusting, listens trusting. too well that's he what listens. i mean he comes in he comes in and he soaks everything up. We talked to him. I think one of the best things we did, honestly, looking back now, is like bringing that crew in on Saturdays. Yeah. When we were coming in on Saturdays because they learned like the ins and outs of everything. Yep. And like we lined them up almost meat style. Like yeah. they just ran in a rotation. 
meet style and we got them up to their openers on squat. Then the next week we did bench. Then the next week we did deadlifts. Yeah. And I think that just set them up for more success. You know what I mean? They, they were they were a hundred percent ready for the moment. Yep. Like none of them. Obviously, they all had nerves, but like none of them seemed like out of pocket yeah. or fucking. Yep. Like I was nervous about handling that many people, but it was fucking. I shouldn't say easy, but yeah. like there was no like drama and theatrics. Like, well, I mean, they they knew their numbers. They knew what they had to do. Um, you know, it was pretty. You know, methodical. Even you know, it was Autumn's first meet, George's first meet. And I mean, Meg's second, Mark's second, Dre's first. Yeah, they they handled themselves like 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 professionals. You yeah. know what I mean? The um, only one with any was Hallie's second. So nobody had. Bingy probably had the most experience under her belt. And what is it, a third or fourth? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? They're, Ka- they're all new to Colin it. Colin, too. Colin, Colin brand new. Yeah. You know, first meet. Um, so, yeah, I mean. And he brings fucking great energy, too. He's oh, a yeah. quiet kid, but he's when he's in there, he's yeah. fucking fired up, you know? So, that was, um, if you guys are listening, congratulations. You guys are great. Um, so, and thank you for representing the gym in the way, you know, that it should be represented. Yes, um, for sure. You know, every time we leave a meet, there's, and I try and, like, get out of meets as fast as I can, and I never can, because everybody always stops to talk to me about how dope everybody at Hellbent is. Like, everybody envies what we have. Like, everybody always wants, yo, if I lived closer, like, I'd be there, you know. For sure, for sure. Every time we go to a meet, like, it's a fucking packed house. You look out in the crowd, it's a, you know, a wave of Hellbent shirts. Um You know, one lifter will be gr- going up. It sounds like the roof is going to blow off the place. Yeah. Um, so keep that shit up. Um, and I mean, that's what, like like I said, that's what we strive for. You know, we're louder, energetic, talk that shit, you know. And that's, and that's how we, you know, we've been telling people that's how we are even on our, our training days. Yeah. Our, especially our max effort days. You yep. know, Friday nights and Sunday mornings are, are the same kind of energy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I've been to more, um, I've been to meets that have less energy than our typical friday nights and sunday mornings you know what i mean so that's that says something about what we got going on and um one more thing before we go to day two Uh, i was talking to trey and trey was worked up over the 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 multiply versus gear thing what are your thoughts on i i understand like coefficient but do you believe there should be one for each side like best lifter raw best lifter gear or do you think it should just be because he in in mm-hmm. our eyes, we all thought he had best lifter locked. I up. mean, he he, he won best second, lift second place. Yeah, but you know, best raw. He was he was the best lifter of the of the weekend. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, it, it's it's hard to the coefficients and everything are so fucking different for like multiply to raw, and then when you put the coefficient in and don't take in multiply into that, yeah. Well, there's you know, no that there's no real way. Like, how do you judge what people get out of multiple? Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, you know, Trey's just on a different level than anybody. You know what I mean? That yeah, yeah. that would be like him going into it's like him going into a little league game and fucking hitting you know five home runs. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he was the best lifter of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hands down. So I mean, you know, a, a piece of plastic or a piece of fucking hardware is yeah. not going to change that. True, you know what I mean? True. Um, all right, day two. You, Chris, Brian. Radar, Mags. Radar, Mags, and Fef. Um, let's get to you. Let's leave you for a little while. But what, what do you think? What was impressive? What did you see? I mean, 
Chris another world record. I mean, I'm not, I'm not impressed with Chris anymore because it's just like I told him, like every, every time he steps on the, there's the potential platform, for a well, it's just it's expected at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, love the dude or hate the dude, you got to respect him. I mean, he's the best. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You know, you could put him up there, top three greatest multi lifters ever. You know, I know people are, I'm, I probably have a biased opinion when it comes to lifters because I train with them, you know, yeah, yeah. Chuck V and people talk about it, but, you know, Bella Five's better. I don't yeah, give a yeah. fuck what people say, you know. Um, I think right now he had, for, well, I mean, you know, he would, for years he was going head-to-head with Hoff or yeah. with Fisher. I mean, that should say I, th- I still think, I, I think as of right now, Chris has the highest coefficient in on the multiply spectrum. Yeah. Um, not the highest total. Multi, highest multiply coefficient. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, it'd be it would be damn near impossible to get highest total at two forty. Yeah, yeah. You got guys no fucking are, way. That are three plus. Um, and I mean, he's like I said, you know, two forty two, all time, single ply, multiply, unlimited. Yeah. And he has something in the works for December too. So, yeah. if you're in that two seventy five class for whatever you're single multiply, you better hold on to your fucking seat. But, <laughs> um. Yeah, so he's, I mean, like I said, he's just, he's on a different level. Um, that, you know, Ant from yeah, out was, in Vegas. I was just going to say, this is my first time getting to watch him um, compete. Special, Another special and wh- fight. When I talk about, you know, greatest lifters to ever lift, if if you did both at a high level, raw and multiply, in my book, you're... You got to be up there. You're up there. Yeah. Um, you know, Ant, when he was competing... I think he was 181, 198 raw. You know, he was always a top three, top five yeah. raw lifter. Yep. Now he's in multiplying, you number, know. Number one, 198 or yeah, two. Yeah, and he's, you know, same thing coefficient-wise. He's probably, it's right now it's probably Chris, Ant, and Hoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, he he's another dude. The dude's 19, total 19 and change at 181 raw. Yeah. Almost, you know, he... Oh, was about to total two thousand. He tore his bicep at when we were at the uh, uh, out at the Arnold one year. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was right there at two thousand two at one eighty one and one ninety eight. That's fucking insane. And now, you know, For he's sure. blowing everything out multiply too. So, um, that was dope to see. Um, Bane competed out at this meet. You know, his first one K squat. Yeah, so he brings you know a ton of energy anytime you know he's spotting or at a meet. That was sick to see. Uh, Crystal Tate, one of the greatest. Same thing. She had one of the highest coefficient, raw coefficients ever. Yeah. One of the greatest raw female lifters ever. One of the best multiply lifters ever. Pete, like, people don't realize how fucking hard that is to do. Like, people want to knock, like, oh, fuck those multiply lifters. It's like, yo, these motherfuckers did we're it raw. We're some of the best raw lifters, too. Smoking you dudes. Yeah. And they're smoking, you know, the multiply circuit, too. So, so it's that, like, that's what I wanted to talk about because, you know, we saw the Garrett Fear stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and the people trolling a little bit. And people, you know, we know that's what Garrett does. We've yeah, talked to him about it. King troll. Yeah. Um, he's famous for that. But, um, you know, people call him at a backyard meet, but then you look at the fucking roster. Can you really call it a backyard Dude, meet? We, were at, look, we mean, were at one of the biggest fucking raw meets of the year, and there was bullshit calls. That's what call. I mean. Like, so, I mean, we saw bullshit calls at the American Pro. Garrett saw it firsthand. Yeah, everything's under a microscope. Um, but I mean, what? to call it a backyard meet when you have Chris, Aunt, Crystal Tate. Yeah. You can't really. There, there was lifters here competing multiply that 
were stronger than him raw in a lighter weight class. So I don't know what the fuck. But I just mean for people in general, not just Garrett. I'm just saying like, well, it's a backyard meet with our friends and this and that. But these are some of the best lifters, like you said, people of all time. People coming from all over the country. You know what I mean? We had, uh, what's his name too? Ryan Critty had a fucking great day. Yeah. Um, Hit his first, first G-10-10. First G-10-10. Yeah. And had a big pull, I think, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I think people underestimated it because it was a, a smaller venue or whatever. They mm-hmm. didn't have the, the, the theatrics of, like, these big fucking Dude, like, WPO. Pe- but it, it, there, there's no argument behind Raw is the more popular choice for powerlifting. That's not going to change right now. There's ten times the amount of people that are competing Raw. Yeah. That's not going to fucking change. You're always going to have a bigger talent pool when you have, you know, more people coming from it. Um, so, like, the big raw meets are going to always be way bigger than the bigger multiply meets. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's fucking arguing that. And nobody that's lifting multiply gives a fuck. No, no. You know no. what I mean? So. At the end of the day, you put up numbers. The numbers you put up are the numbers you fucking dude, put up. Dude, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the sport, whether yeah. it's, you know, IPF, whether it's, you know, Big USPA meets, whether it's, you know, multiply WPO meets, like, I just want to see, you know, big lifts. Well, the, cool, the cool thing now is, like, when I started, I thought that the best of the best were only under one federation, but it's oh. cool to see everyone branching out yeah. and doing different things, you know what I mean? Even guys like Hack and, and, and Ray Williams and those yeah. guys are branching out and going to different federations yep. and going to different meets, so it's not like there's a an NFL and then the, yeah, the exactly. smaller things, you know exactly. what I mean? Like powerlifting is just powerlifting. Yeah. You know? It's growing all around. Yep. You know, even the smaller federations like metal militia have grown so much yeah. to where they have big names going there, yep. you know? So it's cool to see. Um, let's get into you though. So big meet, big first meet in what? Over two years? No, I compete. It's well, you competed a sick. year ago, but you're having over a year ago. Like, so 16 months since I competed last, so yeah. almost a year and a half. Um, but over two years since you finished a meet, completed o- a meet. Over right? two years since I hit a PR total. Yeah. Um, and your first meet without your father, who, you know, we've talked about it before, but not just a typical dad, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Like your training yep. partner yep. who got you into the sport, you know, it's not just like, you know, dad watching from the sidelines yeah, this yeah. was this was your friday night bench partner yeah stuff like that so this one meant a lot you know we got to see it firsthand at hellbent the emotion put behind it um it was the most i've seen you dialed in since i've known you so yeah. that was definitely cool to be a part of it you know go, going and i told you know jenna when i signed up for this meet um you know a, a lot goes into meets and you have to be selfish in the past you know, two years I wasn't that because I was more overly concerned about getting, um, you know, I wanted the lifters at Hellbent to succeed. Yes. Because their success is my success, my success is all of our success. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's hard to, you know, compartmentalize the two, um, the two things and it's hard to be like, you know, I want everybody to be successful, but I also want to do something for for, yourself, for myself too. So, you know, going into this meet, I even told Jenna, I was like, I don't want to be like that asshole, but you know, fuck everybody. Well, you have to, I mean, you, you, 
you were telling me that for a while yeah. too because you know during my prep i struggled with helping everybody and you're like you know sometimes your shit has to come first you yeah. know what i mean so i mean you know this was the first time in probably five years that i just was more concerned about myself with what i was doing rather than and put your head down and just yeah get the shit done. with what everybody else is doing um like I said, I, I, you know, went back to what had worked for me, you know, squatting, you know, talking with Chris and that was do what we always do Sunday. Um, you know, I kind of shit can the traditional dynamic effort while we're, mm-hmm. you know, speed days. Um, you turn that more into a max effort deadlift day, right? Yeah. A heavier deadlift day, but followed or before the heavy deadlifts, it was more like, uh, raw volume mm-hmm. um and then same thing you know with bench i reached out to vinnie Desenzo for help um and same thing you know we were talking and i was like you know i hate doing dynamic upper work i hate doing speed work always fucking kills me when my raw bench goes up my shirt to bench always goes up yeah. and i never wanted to be that person that had like Oh, you bench seven hundred, but you bench three fifteen. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. um, so my dynamic days turned into more like a volume. I didn't tell it was all straight bar, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. bench work. So, yeah. I mean, there was weeks where I was going in and then doing four fifteen for you know sets of triples. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I was never doing yeah, that before. Yeah. So my my raw bench got back up you know, into like the mid fours, which was, which I haven't done in a couple of years. And then I scrapped all the board work for benching. I didn't use any boards. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I was going back through my videos last night. I didn't touch and press anything over 635 in training. And I benched an easy 700 yeah. at the meet. Um, and that just came down to, it was all technique work. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you get efficient in the shirt, you get the most out of it. So, for sure. um, I think what was cool too, um, you know, people people knew what this meet meant to you. Yeah. And everyone kind of came together. Like it was cool to see Kirkshin come in yep. and help. Desenzo come in and help you. Yeah. Chris come in and help you. You had guys helping you for different lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it, it shows <laughs> that, you know, even when you thought you were you were being selfish, the two years that you gave all of us yeah. prior. It, it was time for people to pay that back. You yep. know what I mean? So, so there was nothing wrong with you putting your head down and going and getting it. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though it does feel wrong of us because it's in our nature to, to help just give, yeah. give, give help, help, help. You yep. know what I mean? So it does feel wrong, Yeah. but you know, people with any sense see what you do on a day to day basis for them. Yep. And, and you just gotta accept, accept the help back. Yeah. You know what and I mean? That e- even like at most meets, like prior I'd always be the guy that was kind of like, you know, wrapping knees during meets when I was competing and like helping. Like, granted, I, you know, handed off Andrew during bench or whatever, but yeah. even during like the day, like, you know, I, I was never typically ever the person to like kind of sit in the corner and just be quiet. But yeah, like, yeah. even before the meet, like, I just had my headphones in and was yeah, just, yeah. you know, that's chilling, what I said. So. That, that was the most dialed in I've seen you from prep all the way through the meet. You know what I mean? I came up to you a few times like you need anything and you were just like, no, good. Like, yeah. But other than that, we kind of just let you be because we knew, you know what I mean? Headphones in, you were just chilling. And, and it was fun, you know, during, um, 
you know, I, I always get, you know, pre-meat jitters, the nerves and everything like that, which, you know, if you, if you don't get nervous, I don't care how many meats you've done, you're not human. Yeah, um, yeah. Or you don't care enough about the You sport. know, wake up in the morning, I always throw up first thing in the morning, <laughs> maybe cry in the shower a little bit. <laughs> um, that's, but, my, that's my every morning. But. <laughs> um, you know, but even like going into warm-ups, I was like, oh man, everything is moving like perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went into my opener squat and dude i haven't had a fucking unrack problem in four years i could yeah. pick it you could put 1400 on the bar and i could pick it yeah i could not fucking unrack a bar I on that platform being nervous back spot to save my fucking life my opener was 925 which has yeah. been is, small it's, it's a joke i yeah. couldn't fucking unrack the thing yeah and so whatever i i hit the opener easy jumped up to 1005 and I remember, like, trying to, first time trying to unrack it and being like, you gotta be, like, now, now moving. is yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. time. It wasn't moving. And I was like, motherfucker. And I, so I couldn't pick it out of the rack the first time I tried. And then everybody started going fucking Nuts. ballistic. Yeah, yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, here we go. And instead of, like, thinking about what I should do, you, were you just, just kind of, like, fucking. Just jerked it up there. Jerk it out of the rack. And then, you know, I started shaking like a jackhammer at the top. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be <laughs> fucking kidding me. Um, to be honest, I was fucking nervous. I'm back spotting, <laughs> and I'm like, shit. Like I've never, I haven't seen you shaking like that. The only time I've I seen you shake like that is when you've gone like out. Yeah, from you know like a I mean? safety like, bar at, squat at the end something. of a squat, and then you're like shaking because yeah. you're like out. You know what I mean? So the whole way down, you're shaking, and I'm like, don't fucking touch him. Don't touch him. Don't yeah. touch him unless he dies. You know what I mean? But I was like, what the fuck? And then somehow you came up with it. Like, yeah. The whole place couldn't believe it. And you know I, I mean, the judges couldn't <laughs> believe it. Everyone couldn't believe it. And and, and like. I didn't think I was going to cut when I was going down and my hips were shifting and everything. I was like, Oh no, here we fucking go again. Yeah, yeah. And then I got it. And I like, I remember being excited, but then thinking in my head, like, fuck, there's not another jump to be made. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, to go yeah. like, you know, 10, 30, 10, 40 yeah. that day, but just wasn't there. Wasn't fucking there. So, um, you know, took what I could get and then just passed on a pass on a third to save for, you know, bench and deadlift, which thank God I did. I don't think people realize, like people that don't do the sport or haven't really grinded a lift like that yet, realize how long you feel like you're under the bar. Taxing, yeah. No, but how long you feel like it's like how you're saying in your head, you're thinking, oh shit, is this happening yeah, right yeah. now? When you watch the video, you were probably under the bar for seven seconds. Yeah. But in your head, it's like three minutes. Dude, I'm, you know what I mean? Because you're thinking, you're talking to yourself. It, it's in slow motion. You know what so, I mean? That's kind of, that was actually one of the questions that we got going into a big lift. What's like your mindset going into it? Like, you know, bars loaded, you know, or Bobby Hume bars loaded. Yeah. Well, go, you go ahead with yours first. Cause I think last one we talked about mine. Well, um, no, it's for, I can't get over. I'm not like one of those people that could, you know, run up and smash my head and like I don't even really I don't sniff like ammonia before I go up because if I get overexcited I'm fucked yeah my technique goes out the window and I'm not I tell people all the time like I'm not a strong raw squatter I'm not a strong equipped squatter I'm efficient in technical technical and using the gear Yeah, yeah, yeah um so if any of that technique goes out the window if I'm fucked yeah yeah and so even you could hear in the the video that I posted, you know, 
when I was coming down, my hips started to shift forward and back pretty hard as I was getting, you know, into the hole. And Chris called me up. Yeah. And I, I heard him call me up, but I was too far into my knees. And I knew if I, you know, went up on that first call, going. I was fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually sat, like, pushed back even harder and opened up. And he called me up again, and I didn't go. Yeah, and then, like, the three third times. time, then I finally went up because I felt like I was in a good position. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's more so controlled chaos, yeah, you know, yeah, than, yeah. than anything. When, you know, once you get that up call, you kind of, you know, you got to uncork everything. But, yeah. Well, um, that's, I mean, it, it's a little different raw versus gear, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, going up to the platform, I'm thinking of technique. But once that bar is picked and I start moving, it's yeah. just moving. Like, yep. But I squat much faster than you guys yeah, do. Yeah. You guys have to be far more technical. And you have very le- very little room for error. Whereas, I mean, we all have little room for error. But I think raw, you could get out of position and back into still position. still muscle it up. Yeah, and yeah. muscle shit up. Whereas with that gear, if it pushes you out of position, yeah. you're fucked. You're fucked. I mean, I've only tried briefs <laughs> twice. But I've noticed that you get into your knees, you're a wreck. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? When I when you guys wrapped my knees and I got forward on my toes, I felt like I was literally going to be slingshotted yeah. out of the monolith. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's definitely much less room for error. Um, multiply. So let, let's. Um, you got questions on the live thing? Or well, no. I, I was just saying we could kind of piggyback because we haven't. We were supposed to do a, a a podcast right after the American Pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know talking about your day and stuff um which my very short day very very short day um which you know obviously that was you know a kick in the dick um learning experience for sure big learning experience um you know somebody had asked me uh if i'm assuming this is training wise if, if you're changing anything heading into the ghost class me as opposed to you know how you approached the american pro meet um you know i don't i guess just touch base on on what happened well so first off with tra- with training um you know i've talked to you i talked to laura there there's technique things that i need to change with my squad that we all noticed we knew i mean we knew from the beginning, but it was too close to change. Right. Um, I, I squat too narrow. I squat with the bar uh, placement too high. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that we've talked about changing, but never had the time to change because of when we felt the need to change it, we were too close to a meet or whatever it may be. Yeah. So what I'm working on now, widening the stance, getting the bar lower, being able to get my hammies, glutes, hips more involved because right now I'm just too reliant Getting bigger. Yes, that too. But too reliant on my quads. Very quad dominant. And eventually, you know, if you want to be in that 800 plus range, you've got to recruit as much muscle as possible. Um, So, you know, everyone I watched at the American Pro, with the exception of like freaks like John Hack, squat wide. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was easily the most narrow squatter on the platform that day. Bro, and it's great. Like, like, those 242s, 220s, like, those dudes look like they could step on bodybuilding stages. Yeah. They're, they're fucking enormous. They're enormous. They're enormous. Um, so that's another thing. You know, I really want to dial in nutrition better. We've been working on that. Um, 
as far as training goes though you know I'm back on on hitting a lot of volume um, I think the one thing we're gonna change is the reverse band work like we um, I think you know the reverse bands they do help you know the overload and working on the pick and top end strength mm -hmm. but also as a raw lifter you got to work on that bottom end yep. that bottom half and Cons I think consistency too with, yeah with with training because I know well, yeah, a yeah. lot of it was you know well, yeah, I'm gonna get back into like the prep versus then what happened. Well, you're yeah, you're in in baseball season and yeah. you know. So, so um, I think I'm gonna become re less reliant on the reverse bands and get more straight weight under my belt, so we know exactly what we're hitting, mm -hmm. and, le and less of like, oh, well, you took this with a reverse band, you might have it meet down. right. Um, because you know the reverse bands where they help the most is out of the hole. Yeah, and where raw lifters need the most work is out of the, out hole, of the hole, and where ninety percent of raw lifts are missed are in the hole. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think I'm gonna. That's one thing I talked about dropping when we lead up to the next meet. You know what I mean? I'll still throw them in here and there, but I think eight, six, four weeks out, it'll be straight weight. Yeah. Um, but getting into the prep of everything, you know, we were talking about not doing it because springtime. I coach high school baseball. And it's a little unrealistic because it's just hours and hours every day after yeah. after work of taking buses, sitting out in the heat, coaching, not eating as much as I should, drinking as much as I should. Training or at different at, times throughout the that's week. That's what I mean. Inconsistent training, rushing through training sessions, um, stuff like that. And that's what that's what got me last year. This year gave me an extra month, so we tried to push through, and I and I was able to turn it on pretty good with six weeks out. Yep. But um, you know that's just not enough. Yeah, little that's too just late. not enough. And then you know, a lot of people you know don't know everything that goes on in life, but like a lot of mental things, and there were some serious things going on in my personal life that I didn't feel like were affecting me as much as maybe they were. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you've said it. My my own mother said it that. At the meet, I wasn't... You mentally weren't there. I wasn't my meet self. Yeah. The person that you normally see at a meet wasn't there. Um, I think part of it was... I didn't feel nervous by the, the, the lights and the cameras and all that stuff. I liked it. It pumped me up. But I think I was overcompensating by like trying to act like it was normal. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't be nervous. I'll be good and this and that. So I think it was a little of that mixed with just, like I said, there's so much going on and I was just overcompensating. Like my mom saw me and she was like, afterwards, she said, I was so shocked how you were so just like non joking and, and cool about everything. She's like, every meet I've seen you at, even at Hellbent, you've just been like locked in and dialed in and yeah. you had like, like you said, you didn't have your swagger. My mom said you didn't have that, that look that that normal, you know, yeah. just something was missing. You know what I mean? And I don't really know what it was. You know, you know, there's no excuse to it, but. It just, that day, I just didn't have it, either mentally, and, physically, both, whatever it may be. I mean, a, as a coach, you know, not even talking about powerlifting, I'm just talking about baseball, basketball, football, they're, they're those people that, you know, it's called baseball, Mariano Rivera, yeah. you know, eighth, ninth inning, you need six outs, don't matter the fucking stage, you're giving them the ball, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. I don't think, like, guys like that, there's a moment is never too big for them. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because they're so good at just knowing what they need to do. Like nothing else outside yeah, yeah. matters. Same thing, you know, Michael Jordan, like 
yo, you're down six, minute left. Here's like, the ball, like, take it. Mike has been, nobody else is touching the motherfucking ball. Like, yeah, yeah. He's getting all the shots. Yeah. And you know when, like, I mean, you've seen it in high school. You, you give players the opportunity. You know when you look at them and you're like, yo, you got to get this one. Yeah. And you know when they go out on that field, you're like, all right, he, he's he's going to, He's doing it. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. he'll close this out. Or there's those times where, like, you got this, and the kid's like, yeah, and you're like, we're, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Um, That day talking to you, I, when you miss your first squat, and I was like, yo, you good? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those days, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh, I definitely know that. And I, and I, um, what's weird is, like, you mentioned the moment and stuff, and, and I really didn't, I just, I really think I was overcompensating, like, trying so like you said you have the pre-jitters and if you don't have jitters you're not normal and this and that i think i was trying so hard to not feel any nerves yeah that like i just set myself in a weird fucking space yeah like i've always been a nervous type i get nervous even just going to squat sunday yeah. you know what i mean i get nervous playing fucking beer league softball yeah that's just how i am because i'm competitive and i love to fucking win and i love to compete and i just I was in a fucking headspace, like, now thinking back that there was no nerves, there was no nothing, it was just kind of empty, yeah. you know what I mean? And you even said it, you were like, you had this blank look in your eyes, like, you didn't even realize yeah, you were like, there. Like, yo, like, yeah, like, yo, like, are we, what, are we what, doing are we this show up, yeah, or, like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? And, and I wish, you know, I wish I knew at the time, and, like, you said to me privately, you were like, you know, well, I can't tell you at the meet, like, hey, you look like shit, yeah. because you're gonna fall apart, but, like, I wish I could have realized that myself, yeah. before it was too late, yep. but then after the fucking... After the first squat, I wasn't even nervous at all. After the second, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then that fucking um, Hussam or whatever his name is fucking yelled fucking, he needs this to stay in the meat. And yeah. And that's when... You never want to hear that. I felt the that, fuck... That's, that's the Billy Mimnaw special. Yeah. He said he's going to have that on his fucking tombstone. Yeah. I, once he's, <laughs> I was still confident walking up to the platform on my third. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to get this. It's not, the, it's not the best squat we wanted today, but we'll move on. Hopefully get a PR yeah. somewhere else. And then he said that, and I just, I felt it fucking just drain out mm -hmm. of me, like, fuck. Then all the nerves set in, and it was all of a sudden, like, holy shit, you're at the American Pro, you got these fucking, the top dogs standing next to you, Pens you got, Penson's you got, across You got your me. face on a 200-inch fucking Jumbo screen truck, behind yeah, you. and it says my name, and fucking West Haven, and Hellbent, and I'm sitting across from Chad Penson, and now I'm like, fuck, I need this squad to stay in. It's yeah. like, welcome to the show, like, yep. where the fuck was I for the last four yeah. hours, though, you know yep. what I mean? So... It just it wasn't there that day, but luckily because of my history in sports and baseball, especially and being a pitcher, my short term memory is like, dude, and it's gone. Like you know, you know if bomb outs happen, I don't care. You know how good you are, people bomb out. The best in the world fucking bomb out, and it's you know it, it's about how you come back and how you answer, just like anything else. Well, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know closers come in and get you know teed off on yeah. and then you know game you know six in the world series they got to you know they six outs left you know what what are you gonna do they come back you gotta come that's it's yeah. being a professional yeah and, and i mean the cool thing was everyone was was cool as hell about it you know what i mean even these top dogs were coming up to me like yo you handled it well you know thanks for coming out and still cheering for everybody because you know we went that's out. when you want to grab them by the throat though and be like leave me the yeah leave it but, yeah but you can't but um, but then they were like, you know, welcome to powerlifting. Yeah, like we've all been there. Yep. Now it's your, unfortunately it's your fucking turn. Yeah, it just you know? sucks that you know you have to drive six hours. Well, yeah, yeah. South to do it. But. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting there with Phil Herndon, and, and he was, you know, 
a top 242 guy. He was going to go for a, th- a world record squat. Yeah. And he bom- he couldn't even get his opener yeah. either. So then seeing that made it hurt a little less. Yeah, A yeah. little, little fucking less. Yeah. It hurt like a bitch, but seeing it hurt less. Because knowing, you know, I think fucking 15 people bombed out then. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get to that stage, I didn't want to go out there and, and just, you know, get through the meat. Yeah. And that's never our plan. You want to make a statement? We've, we've talked about yeah. that. I wanted to go out there and make a fucking name. You yeah. know what I mean? So, if it takes me to go to Ghost Clash and do it, that's that's what it is. You yep. know what I mean? But I wasn't going to go out there and hit just my openers and, and, and play it safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to play it safe at the Ghost Clash either. Yeah. I might taper back my squat a little bit, but like... My seconds are going to be PR attempts again. Yeah. We're not changing that that process. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I just need to get more efficient with my training and my nutrition and whatever else. Yeah. And get my fucking head right and fucking do it. Yep. You know what I mean? But my plan as far as how I compete isn't going to fucking change. I'm going balls to the wall. I'm going for fucking big PRs. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. What else we got? Um... I had a couple questions, too. Let me see. I think you wrote them out. Did I wrote you? them down here, yeah. All right. We talked about this a little, like, one or two podcasts ago, but how someone asked, how do we make time for everything we're doing and level out, like, family, work, your prep, play time, what suffers, what doesn't suffer, um, how we decide what we put to the side, stuff like that. I mean, I, everybody knows my stance on it, and I'm usually pretty vocal about it, that um, powerlifting is, you know, it's prob- probably a little bit different, you know, for me than it is you. Um, you know, I do own the gym. I don't, like, consider that, like, a, a you know. Business. A business, though, yeah. you know. I opened the gym to to lift weights. That, that yeah, was yeah. never, like, you know, I'm not a venture capitalist over here. Like, yeah. um you know, but regardless of that, um, my first thing is always, you know, family comes first, family work comes first. second, gym's always, you know, third or fourth on the list. Um, yeah. You know, for me, lifting weights, powerlifting, none of that shit is fun if your life sucks around it. My life sucks around it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, we get young people that come into the gym, too. Um you know, high school kids and shit like that that want to lift. And I tell everybody all the time, like, if, if you fuck off in school and you fuck up, like, yeah. li- li- lifting, this shit's, you know, not in the cards. And just like if you, you know, failed out in school, you you can't play sports. Yeah. Same, same well, that, fucking that shit. that new kid that I just started training, he said to me, you know, I'm, I'm treating this like, you know, um, a benefit to, you know, getting good grades or, or yeah. school. Like, And I said, well, you know. I said that I'm big on my with athletes and mentoring kids. Like, if your mom call, if his mom called me and said, you know, he's fucking off in school, yeah. I'm not gonna train the kid yeah. until he gets his shit right. Yep. You know what I mean? And I told him that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's it goes from that high school age all the way to us. You know, so, and that you know, so obviously there's, you know, for you it's it's probably a little different being, you know, that your personal trainer. This is you're, also my work. You're, you're your own personal billboard. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, the bigger your numbers, the more you lift, you know, the more people look at you, the more money, blah, blah, blah. But um, like I said, just speaking for me, it's, um, you know, lifting is always, it's always a hobby. Um, the whole finding time 
to lift. Like when people are like, "Oh no, I haven't." That's a fucking bullshit. bullshit. I, everybody has enough time. Yeah, to lift, you dude. have enough time. You work know, eight hours a day, if, ten hours a day. You have fourteen others. To yeah, do. exactly. If if you want to fucking power lift, you want to gain muscle, you want to get strong, you want to compete, dude. If you have an hour a day and train four days a week, you, you can fucking do you it. You can dude. do it. Like don't get, I? I work 11, 12, 13 hour days, and I find the fucking time, yeah. and I still have plenty of time to, well, that, you know, that's that's hang out, enjoy my family. That's another thing you see these like memes and stuff online about power lifters, you know, taking three, four hours on the squat rack and stuff. That's not really powerlifting. Like, yeah, we do fuck off on some nights when we have, like on a Friday night, we got nothing else to do. Yeah. We're going to have some beers and chill at the gym after whatever. But I've also seen nights where we have 10 people squatting together and we're done in 45 minutes. Dude, and you know, and we're flying. I mean, you, you know, know I mean? you know me. You can get it done. I treat it exactly how you would treat a meat. Like yeah, the yeah. faster you fly through it, the better you're going to be More when prepared. it comes to meat. Yeah. Like the, you know, the faster you move, the better your conditioning is going to be and you know i get fucking pissed when people are just like i'm like yo let's fucking yeah, go let's like, go or you're getting skipped yeah it's not I mean? time to fuck off yeah. um but like you said an hour an hour and a half four days a week anyone could dedicate that yeah if if you know if you're not top level if you're just a you know average power lifter that's just doing it for the enjoyment like don't give me the whole bullshit you don't have time. you have plenty of fucking you have time, time. You know? everybody has time plenty of fucking time to do it um like I said, it's not like I'm a, a top level athlete or anything like that. You know, between, you know, work, maintaining the gym, helping everybody out at the gym, you know, home life, yeah. family shit. Like I still find time to, you know. And that's the thing too. And, and and people, you know, will pass judgment too. You know, I find the time. I run a business. I have a gym of my own, like a personal training studio of my own. Plus, I help you run that gym. Yep. Train people out of there fucking lift there two kids coach baseball yeah and, and you know people pass judgment you know that i'm always there or always doing this or always doing that but my kids are fucking fine you know what i mean like dude not I, I spend a lot of time with my kid like there is enough time for all of this shit you you're also I mean? not out at those are the same people that are always oh, always at the gym but they're talking that shit as they're sitting at a fucking at bar, bar you know what i mean you know for three four hours on a thursday night or get happy hours exactly like, you and know this, and the same people that want to train but they claim they don't have the money for training but they'll go to a bar thursday friday saturday exactly. and drop two three hundred dollars a weekend yep but they don't want to drop three hundred dollars a month on yeah on training on training and getting, getting healthy yeah. you know what i mean so it's always it's always idiots like that you know but it's the same people that say they don't have the time yeah and they work a nine to five and from six to ten they spend watching netflix dude and if if you want it bad, bad enough you could sacrifice something yes. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, for sure like Whether, you said, three, four days a week. You don't need, it's not a seven day job. Yeah, you could go to bed an hour early. If you want it that bad, you could go to bed an hour earlier, wake up an hour earlier. You know, I, t I told people that before. I mean, before I came to Hellbent for four years straight, I trained at Edge at 4.30 in the morning, yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning. I didn't, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. I did it because that's, that's the that's time I can guarantee yeah. I could get in there without, you know, my kid needing a ride to practice or going to a game or, well, or you know, home life and, and you know all that shit you know what i mean so i sacrificed an hour of my sleep yeah to get it done before Je work. jenna does it right now you know I, I i probably don't say it enough but you know she works she bartends and she does hair mm -hmm. you know takes care of everything around the house i don't do fucking shit at the house so. yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know she wakes up at you know four thirty, five o'clock in the morning heads Gets to the fucking gym yeah. trains for an hour hour and a half comes home 
and that's just for herself. Like yeah. she's not even powerlifting no. at the moment. That's just she, for she, general fitness. She enjoys working out. She wants to get uh, keep herself in shape. Yeah, and and she makes her fucking time to but do she, it. You while know, taking care of two kids, taking yeah. care of the house, working two jobs. Yep, taking care fucking, of the dogs. It can you know, get done. You know taking what I mean? care. Of, I'm like two kids myself. Yeah, exactly. Packing me lunch. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Putting my clothes out. <laughs> Peeling your bananas for you. And shit. <laughs> Cutting the crust off. Um, what else we got? Oh, this one you got. If you can go back to when you started lifting, what would you change? You want me to answer that? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, I probably wouldn't change anything. Uh, just being at where I am, because all the, the mistakes that I made, you know. Got you to this. Well, got me to this point, but I could, I could also pass along that knowledge of fucking up or what shouldn't be done to younger lifters so they don't yeah, do yeah, it. You yeah. know so you I mean? learned a lot from it in capacity. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't change shit. That um, makes sense. You know, it's been a fun ride for me. It's been a learning experience. So um, anything that I could pass on to other people that I fucked up and I fucked up a lot, you know, is it's worth it to me if I fucked up in order to help somebody else progress. You for know sure, what I mean? So sure, I, sure. I, I, I wouldn't change shit. And we've talked about that process too. Of what you're, it's more about what you're giving back to the sport. No, nobody's than gonna, what you ever accomplish. Dude, in, in 20 years from now, nobody's going to ever fucking remember. Yo, remember that time Mike Skiba went out to Long Island on 9-11 and squatted 1,005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to fucking remember but that. But they're going to remember all the But they'll the remember all the people that, that, yeah. That, for sure. You know, I go out of my way to try and help, and yeah. Um, you know, I people hit me up all the time for you know, oh, do you program? Do you coach? You know, want to come down to the gym and get training? And I tell people all the time, like, you know, you're you're my trainer for for Hellbent. Like, yeah, yeah. If you want a trainer, I've got one of the best in the business. You can go to him. Yeah. I don't fucking coach. I don't do any training. You come down to the gym and you lift there, and I'm we there. Take your shit. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna coach you up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not, you know. And that that's just me. I don't want to be, you know, tied down to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a hundred people. It's not my job. I don't want to do this for for money. But for sure. Um, I think to answer that for me, I would just started way, 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 way sooner. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. I didn't get into lifting. I mean, I was probably 27, 28, so 20. Nah, 26, 27, and it was originally just to get back in shape because yeah. I saw for the first time I saw what was once a fucking phenomenal athlete just feeling like I shit. That phenomenal, <laughs> one of the best. But um, no, I just I, I saw myself get out of shape for the first time, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, you know what I mean? So f for two years I was just doing that, and then it was the clout chasing and the you know doing the crazy shit at the edge, and you know now it's only like two, two and a half years into powerlifting and I wish I was fucking, I see these kids that are 19, 20 that are, yeah. you know, blowing out 800 pound squats. It's yep. like, damn it. It's like, damn, that could have been me. You know what I mean? Or, or if I started sooner, where would I be at this moment? Yeah. Had I started at 20 rather than 30. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy how the, the sport is progressing, how, how much younger kids are coming into the sport and how strong they are. I mean, yeah. there's... Well, just like all the sports. I it, mean, you look at these kids, they're just... The athletes are just progressing in all facets. You know what I mean? Kids that are bigger, faster, eight, 900 pounds that are... 17. 17, 18 years old. Like, it's... And under 200 pounds. And yeah, it's incredible. Um, 
but you know i i i think for you know those are the like top 1% of you know powerlifting that's all you ever hear about is that top 1% cuz nobody gives a fuck about anything else yeah, but yeah. you know i i think there's more potential out there than what people actually see locally mm-hmm. i'm not i'm you know connecticut's a small state i've you know see it all the time you know via instagram facebook just from you know following people um you know in the area and shit my phone's about to be dead too um there's there's so many strong fucking people that waste the potential in you know whether you call it god-given talent you know genetically gifted whatever it's so fucking wasted with what they're doing and who they're doing it with. And, um, you know, you, you can all, I, I'm, I'm always reaching out to, you know, help or, you know, put in my two cents, which I think I've, you know, have been around long enough where, you know, I could, I could say you things to that. people, yeah, but, yeah. um, you know, you can only, you know, poke people so far before, you know, they're just like, Oh, you know, I know what I'm doing or, you know, I got this. And it's like, dude, like you could be so much fucking better. Yeah. 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 Um, which that's crazy to think about that. There's that many people in the sport now because it's so popular that have that potential. And, you know, I, I could probably list four or five people in Connecticut right now that could total 2000 pounds had, if, if they surrounded themselves with right people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah program correctly and actually fucking like push them and weren't scared or yeah like, or you know like what i mean lazy or whatever it may be yeah for sure um john rupo you're one of them yeah he just talked to me about it though he was shocked when he heard there was only three of us yeah. and he said i'll have to come back wrong that the two kids. he could take it on fucking first attempts if he wanted to um band shirts versus poly shirts let's talk about it so some people hate the band shirts. Some people like them. My 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 whole thing with it is it's the whole wraps versus sleeves debate. It's two totally different fucking things. You yeah, know, yeah. If somebody squats six hundred in sleeves, but you squat seven hundred in wraps. Oh, well, you have wraps on. It's like, then put all right, well then it. put the fucking wraps on and do. If it's that fucking easy, put the wraps on and do it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you go squat seven hundred. Two totally different categories, two totally different pieces of equipment. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. If I, you want to lift in a poly shirt and you don't like band shirts, lift in a fucking poly shirt. Yeah, yeah. If you want to lift in a band shirt and you think it's better than a poly shirt, lift in the fucking band shirt yeah, and it's yeah. scored differently. You know, it's like... Well, that, it's, now, it's, now, it's, now, that it whole, is, now that they made it unlimited and stuff, it makes a lot more sense. When the band shirts first came out and I thought they were going to be considered multiply... Yeah, I was like, that ain't fucking fair. I mean, like, like I said, like, like everyone can do it. So I'm, I guess. I'm all for band shirts. I'm I'm for whatever keeps people interested in the sport. Interested in the sport and lifting. Yeah. You know, it's given a lot of older people more longevity in the sport mm-hmm. for lifting. Um, I don't wear one to compete in, yeah. just because you know I think for multiply and equipped lifting, poly shirts are kind of like the baseline for for strength. Um, yeah. You know. 
want well, to do it in awesome. sport. I yeah. mean, unlimited is almost a different sport than multi. But it's it's that's why I said it's it's like comparing sleeves to wraps. You can't fucking yeah, compare yeah, the yeah. two. Yeah, you can get and you can't compare raw to multi. Yeah, you, just, you yeah. get more out of wraps than you do sleeves. That's just fact. You get more out of a band shirt than you do a poly shirt. So why why fucking compare the yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. But when somebody comes up and says, "Yo, what do you squat?" You're not like, oh, well, I squatted 750 in wraps, but I could, you know, if I take them off, I could do, you know, 685 in sleeves. No, you say you fucking squatted squat 700. 700. Then if somebody's like, well, I did fucking 650 in sleeves. Yeah. Right, that's great. Well, that's I squatted why I hate more these, than you. These I idiots like, that the message me or, or post shit, like, well, take the stupid wraps off. Or you can put the stupid wraps, wraps on, on. You in, know what I mean? And squat 900 they, if you want They think to. it's that easy, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, take the wraps off and do this. Or put the wraps on and do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let's put Feff for instance. He what he bench eight forty five or eight eight thirty five. Eight thirty five in the band shirt. Someone might say, "Oh, but he's in a band shirt." Well, then put that same band shirt, shirt on, on and do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not a lot of people are going to be able to handle eight thirty five. Oh, you know what I mean. It's not it, that fun. Look at Jimmy Cobb. You know, yeah. what I mean? you think people can put on a band shirt and bench thirteen hundred? Yeah. Out of your mind. You're going to break happen. your fucking arms. And that's it. You know, just because you throw. Wraps on doesn't mean you're going to get 100 pounds out of them. You got it. You got to learn wraps. You got to get used to them. You know. So I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. I don't get much out of my wraps yeah. compared to, let's say, Tony. Yeah. Tony can get 200 pounds out of wraps. Yeah. I might get 50. Yep. Until I learn to squat better. You know so what I mean? like it's just they're two totally different, totally different animals. So anybody that's trying to compare the two is yeah. fucking stupid. Scroll through there, see if we got live questions. Because uh, we're out of stuff on here. Phil Halliwell said, proud to see the coach and lifter uh, Mike has become. It's been 10 years since I've been on the platform. Seeing you guys uh, at Hellbent and your lifters is getting me thinking. Luther says, fuck raps, cheaters. What, your squat sucks, so I don't know. Typical. What the fuck you're talking about? Um, guys that are watching, pay attention. We're about to wrap up, so fucking leave questions. Chime in. This is this is open forum now. Get your shit off. Talk your shit. Logan said, "What's up, boys? Mike, how you feeling? I feel actually pretty. I mean, I've trained three days this week already, so I feel actually pretty." By the way, shout out to Logan. Good. He also had a good meet. It wasn't the meet he was looking for, but thirty-five pound total PR is not fucking. That's huge. Nothing to sneeze at. So uh, I don't know if I got any more. And he's always another one that holds us down. Shouts out Hellbent all the time. Gave me a band shirt that I'll that I'm terrified to put on. <laughs> you put it on once, or one of mine at least. Yeah, his um, I put on. I didn't, I didn't do anything with. It. I just wore it like a costume. Uh, one thing that was done better back in the day. One thing that's done better now. I'm guessing that for powerlifting, for meets, training. Um. Uh, this is good because this is something I wanted to talk about. I forgot. Back in the day, um, the sport was tougher. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of fucking drama now. There's a lot of bullshit now. Um, I dealt with it even today. You know, someone messaged me that their coach was going through my lifter's videos and counting the plates and thinking that the weight on the bar didn't match the weight that we were attempting. Now, misloads and shit do happen. We caught them at the meet. Yep. That shit happens. And I'm glad we caught it and we figured it out. But never in my life, and I could say the same for you without even asking you, 
have I ever gone to Instagram or Facebook or a picture or a video and thought, let me count these plates and just make sure this person isn't lying? No, because you don't care. Because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I don't give that's, a fuck that's if somebody's like... It's just, it, it, it shows how weak-minded and jealous and fucking soft some of the sport has gone. You know what I mean? Um, never in my life would I assume that people are just lying. Yeah. Because they want to lie about their lifts. Not, not, I mean, we've caught people doing it. Not for not like not to take lifts away from people. Like if you know, say I'm coaching you and somebody out, you know, in Connecticut did a meet in fucking Utah. Mm-hmm. And they posted a video and they benched four oh two. I'm going to look at it and be like, oh, sick bench. Like, Dude, I, bench I, don't, not, I don't give a fuck what's up. Like, I'm no. not counting what's on the bar. Good job. Like, even, awesome. if, even if it's something insane. Like, I've seen deadlifts that go viral on Instagram. Some random kid I've never heard of. 900-pound deadlift. Yeah. The first thing I'm doing, I'm not pausing the video and counting the fucking points. Yeah. I'm saying, holy shit, shit. that kid just deadlifted 900. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. You know what I mean? I would never think to do that. So that's just shows where the sport is Whoop. fucking up. You know what I mean? Luther just asked, who's hitting 800 first, me or Bobby? Meaning him or you. I'm, a, I'm guessing that's deadlift. That has to maybe. be deadlift. I hope he's not talking about squats. <laughs> um, definitely me. But, uh, I mean, he just hit 705. Let's not get crazy now. And now we pull 700 for doubles and straps. So we'll just end there. <laughs> 705, I mean, and his deadlift is fucking flying, though. And I will give him credit. John, shout out to you. You are working your ass off finally, so I'm proud of you. But I'm going to smoke 800 in your face. Um, What else we got? Is there any other? How long have we been on it? Oh, we just cracked an hour. Yeah. That ain't bad. Um, Let's see what else we got. Else oh, some, something we talked about earlier too, you know, you and I were talking about, we talked about at the gym last week and we talked about it earlier today or yesterday. Um, coaches programming these fucking insane variations and lifts for very, very beginner lifters. Um, you know, we, we are, for lack of a better term and not tooting our own horns, but we're elite lifters and we're seasoned mm-hmm. lifters. Um, so when you see us doing camber bar and chains and hanging shit from the ceiling or whatever the fuck we do, that's because we might have to grind for a year to get two pounds on our fucking lift. Correct. Mike squatted for two years to get a two pound, two pound PR, two pound PR. And I know how to squat. Yes. You know what I mean? So that, that people that think they're going to get a hundred pound total PR every time they lift are out of their minds. So when you reach these maximal levels... You have to grind. Some some people, I've seen people say they waited four years for a bench PR. Yeah. You know what I mean? That happens. It does happen. But when I see people that can't squat a plate or two properly, and now they're doing, you Full know. Full-blown conjugate. Conjugate box squats against chains and bands, and they're going to a high box, and their knees are caving in. It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, you, you have to master the basics before you move into... Like, Conjugate was made by Louis Simmons to get his elite lifters stronger because they got to a point where they couldn't get... And that's why Multiply was created. Yeah. 
It's like these guys can't get any stronger. How can we get more weight in their hands? Dude, like, you like, know what I mean? You look at like variations like Chuck Vogelpole, like design, thought up, created. Like the dude was trying to get two hit. pounds on his fucking. Yeah, body. but he's just trying to hit like different muscles. The dude was, you know, an 1100 pound squatter. He's trying to get, figure out a way to trick, you know, his body into just getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. Um, into getting to 1105. Like I said, just as, you know, as a coach, uh, lifter, training player, it's, you know, if you're having people do ridiculous movements when they can't hit core movements properly, it's irresponsible as a coach, as, um, you know, a personal trainer, whatever the fuck you are. Or even just programming. Or, yeah, just program. It's, you know. At the end of the day, powerlifting is the squat, bench, and deadlift with a straight bar. Yeah. If they can't complete those three movements first and foremost, why are we adding? If you can't stand up. I'm going to miss this motherfucking chair, man. If you can't stand <laughs> if up. that rolls out, I'm done. And sit down onto a chair and then stand back up without your knees caving, your chest falling forward. Yeah. Don't put a fucking barbell on your back. Yes, exactly. And, that, and that's part of the, what I'm seeing now. You know, people see what we do and what Conjugate does and what all these elite lifters do. And Bro, you want to program it, it to everybody. I see even the coach, it, some, some of these idiot strength and conditioning high school coaches are giving them to fucking high school athletes, baseball dude, they, players. They have micro players. mini bands on squat safety bars doing split squat good morning. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? yeah, yeah. yeah. These kids take can't the, even do a lunge. Take the, you have a fucking five-pound plate on each side of the SSB yeah. with micro minibands. Yeah. Take the shit off. Yeah. And it's, you know, part of the reason why people do it and, you know, if you don't know dick about shit when it comes to lifting and you're a parent and you're going in there, you're like, oh, you're wow, look at look at that. Yeah. They've got these bands on and my son's doing this. Like, yeah. you know, it's a dick swinging thing. They're, they're you know what I mean? money grabbing your pocket. And same thing, you know, if you don't know anything about lifting or what you're doing and you're coming into the gym and you're like, yo, it's fucking, you know, you're going home telling, you know, fucking Clarence, yo, bro, my fucking, my personal trainer duty, we were putting these chains on the side and squatting, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it sounds Showing them video like, oh, bro, you're fucking, that's badass. Like, yeah. well, but if you're look, doing it wrong, it look at how you're doing it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a fucking train wreck. Um, and then those are the people that I end up getting, and I have to correct everything. Yeah. It makes my fucking job miserable. Yeah. So, but that's why I went and got a corrective exercise specialist thing because to fix fucking muscle memory shit is very fucking hard. Yeah. So when you're trained improperly for years, and especially with older people, like it, younger athletes, kids, whatever, are, are very resilient. Yeah. Um, you know, they still have a lot of muscle growth to do muscle development whatever um you know their ligaments and connective tissues are way more durable than say a 40 50 60 70 year old person yeah when those people are getting up there in that old age and they're doing all this crazy shit it's fucking dangerous oh for sure um, i even said that we talked i talked to mark today he said i've been training for 35 years 34 and a half of them i feel like i was doing everything wrong yeah until he got with me you know Dude, I mean? and lifting weights is very, 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 very simple. Yes. Very simple. But also very dangerous. V yeah, if not done correctly. Like, I don't, like, dude, 
if you're a new lifter, you could be put on a simple 5-3-1 program and get a fuck ton of strength gains out of it. Even as a new person coming in, you know, if you want to just, or an older person coming in, if you want to get strong, it'll work yeah, because yeah, yeah. you have no foundation whatsoever. Exactly. Um, if you're coming in for, if you have a client, say, you know, Carl comes in, I'm 55 years old, I'm 40 pounds overweight, I need to get in shape. Mm -hmm. If you have him powerlifting, you're an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I don't, there's For just, sure. <laughs> For sure. You know, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts and, about uh, and it. And that's why I try to explain to some people, because some people are like, well, I don't want to use you because you you coach powerlifters. And I don't just, right now, I still think I'm probably like at a 50-50 split between like athletes and weight loss people and then powerlifters. Yeah. I know some people just do powerlifting and stuff like that. But like, all of my powerlifters are either online or at Hellbent. Yeah. Anyone I train at my place or like the athletes and kids like that. I don't do any sort of, like, we do some of the main movements, yeah. of course, you know what I mean? But much different style, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think there's trainers, too many trainers, too, that are putting themselves in a box. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, see, I see it all the time. It's like, all right, well, you know, now we're going to have a deadlift day. It's like, why do, why do you want this 45-year-old woman who sits at a desk 40, 50 hours a week deadlifting Doing it improperly, she probably isn't going to walk right for three fucking days. Now, if, if you're not in the gym for power, like, if you're old and you want to get into shape, there's really no need for you to be grabbing a straight bar and deadlifting. No. I'm, I'm sorry, no. there's, like... Deadlifting should be strictly for powerlifting. Or, or like, athletes. Strength training, athletes. Athlete. Like, if... Dude, even... If if I had... But, like, athletes, high school athletes, I don't even have them straight bar Fuck no. I would, bar stuff. Dude... Like, you know, when we had, uh, you know, Big Mike and, you know, JT down at the gym, like, I was very weary on them even, you know, deadlifting heavy. Because yeah. I was like, yo, if you blow a bicep deadlifting herniated disc, you're There goes your scholarship fucked. offers. There you goes know? your life. Nico Provo, when he was down at the gym, I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck if you want, if you want a deadlift, you're using straps. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we're not risking a, you know... Torn tricep, torn bicep, torn pec. Yeah, he's like, a Division One fucking wrestler. It's you know it's I mean? it's not worth it. Like, grab a trap bar, yeah. deadlift like that. Like, for sure. No need for, for it. For sure. I mean, some of the kids, when I was training the high school baseball team, they watch my videos and they're like, we want a deadlift. And I'm like, no need. Yeah. No need. Stupid. It's not going to carry over for baseball. Baseball players shouldn't ever grab a barbell. No. No need for it. No, no, no. Um, Jenna said, when are you going to do a Bell's OG podcast? Soon, ASAP. I'm ready. Um, if not, you're about to get your ass beat by. No, I wanna. I wanna do a Jenna one. I wanna do a Jordan one. Uh, I talked to Laura Phelps. She wants to do one. Bane wants to do one. We get. So I'm just gonna start. Bane would be good to have on here because I know him and. Uh, he has his own. What's right? his name from Two XL? They they have a podcast. So yeah. He, he'd be. He'd and be he good just for you and he just here. did the Elite one too, or the Sam Brown yeah. one, one of those. Um. But Laura obviously would be awesome to have on yep. here too. Leah said she might want to do it. So I definitely want to start getting people up here, um, you know, either with you or without you, whatever we could fit into our schedule, but we'll, we'll worry about that. Um, Jenna would be fun to have up here. She might rub people the wrong way, but that's what we want to do. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, We're here for it. What else do we got? Nothing. I think that's good? it. All right. Uh, any... Um, I thought, that, I thought I had one more thing I wanted to talk about here. 
Oh, okay, yeah, I did want to talk about one thing. I've had an issue with some clients and then just people I talk to. You know, a lot of people reach out to me just like as if they reach out to you on um, Instagram. And they ask questions like, uh, I might be dying soon. Yeah, me too. Am I knocked off? Yeah, you're off. All right, we're not live anymore, but anyways, a lot of clients and then people on Instagram ask, you know, how do you keep it fun? It's starting to feel like a job. It's starting to feel stressful. Um, you know, it's not fun to me anymore or stuff like that. Like, how do you, how do we explain exactly what the fuck we do? Because I think people think just because we have such a love for the sport or for uh, someone like, I guess both of us, I mean, we do it for a living in a sense. I mean, you own a gym. I train for a living. Mm -hmm. But people think we just wake up every day and we eat, sleep, breathe this and we never have any issues getting to the gym or or we're just like next level disciplined robots. Now, I have, there's days where I don't want to fucking be there. There's days, I'm sure, where you don't want to fucking be there. You know what I mean? Most of the days. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? They're, they're, and then people, you know, bitching about uh, vibes in their gym or, or shit that bothers them. It's like, how do you get through to these people that, you know, in a way, if you do want to get better, it, in a sense, it is a fucking job. All you right, know what well, I mean? First things first is this sport of powerlifting that we choose to do Mm -hmm. it's a fucking choice yeah no one's no one's forcing it it's a choice that you made to compete it's a hobby that you're choosing to do you don't have to fucking do it you know what i mean like go play you know men's league softball or fucking join a women's bowling league if you want like you know I love this sport more than anybody. I was brought up in the sport. You know, there's days I don't want to fucking power lift, but sure. that's okay. But there's also times where, you know, I want to hit numbers. It's going to get fucking done. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you have any bit of competitive blood in you, you make it to the gym and you do you do what you need to do. You know, if... It's a fucking sport, dude. Like, people don't like practicing. Yeah, like, and your competition's fuck? probably getting the shit done when yeah. you're not. You know who what I mean? who the fuck likes likes practicing? But, yeah. you know. Practice? We're talking about <laughs> practice right now? It, there comes a, a, a point where, you know, you you have to just strap it on and, and, and get it done. It's, yeah, for sure. You know, lifting big weights is, it's scary. Lifting big weights hurts. You know, lifting big weights when you fucking miss is mentally fucking draining. It emotionally hurts. <laughs> emotionally hurts. But, you know, it's... For for me, there it's it's kind of that, that, you know... I guess there's the devil and the angel on your, your shoulder. You know, there's that... The one side that's like, yo, quit, you fucking pussy. Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And then the other side of me is like, like, watch me, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, some people have it. Some people don't. Like, you ask that question, like, I don't know. Like, maybe you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
And as for the the other bullshit, like, you know, it's, bro, they make $20 fucking Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put them in. Throw your headphones Bob, in. Go, Bobby. Not yeah. now, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking busy. Talk to me after. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. get it. People leave you alone. For sure. After I get done working out, talk to me. Yeah. That's it. I just think, you know, and, and it goes back to, like you said, being competitive, you know. Um, if you want to get better, you can, and, and back to what we said about making time. If you want to get better and you want to take it serious, or even not take it serious as your whole life, but you want to go to a meet and set better numbers, even if you're one of those just you versus you people, yeah. you got to fucking make time for Dude, it. Dude, like, lift, lifting heavy weights is hard. It's not fucking easy. It, ta- it takes time. It's, it's never linear. You're never going to just keep fucking climbing. You know, there's... You hit plateaus, you go down, you got to come back. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I like going to the gym and working out. Like, anybody could go to the gym and hit curls, hit some fucking side delts and shit. But, you know, are you working out or are you training? Exactly. What what do you like? Because if you you don't like the training aspect and putting in the work, then just go work out. Exactly. Training means going there and doing the shit you don't want to fucking do. Looking at your program and saying, I don't want to fucking do this, but it's got to get fucking done. Waking up on a Sunday morning, like, there's a lot of times where, like, I'm like, like, Chris will message me, you know, 9 o'clock at night, like, yo, we have, you know, Buffalo Bar against three large bands. And I'm just like, you're like, fuck, man. My God. And then, you know. You're like, I just drank I wake up and I wake up in the morning, my eyes open, I'm like, I don't want to, like, just unracking that is, like, like soul crushing, you know what Without I mean? Without the fucking weight on the bar. But. I wake up and I'm like, you know, fuck this weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, same thing on a Friday night. Like, the last thing I want to do at the end of the week is fucking bench heavy on a Friday night. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd rather be hanging out with my wife or, like, hanging out with friends, chilling, like, relaxing. Yeah. But I'm fucking competitive and I have, you know, goals that I wanted to get done. And yeah, yeah. So, just, it has to happen. For it's sure. like going to fucking work every day, dude. Like, yeah. you know... Yeah, you don't you want to fuck. I want a fucking house. I want to. I want nice shit. Do I want to fucking work? No. Fuck no. no but I want to buy home. nice shit, so I'll work my ass off. Yeah, yeah. Um. Now that you're through another meet, anything in the anything planned? Um. Fuck no. No. <laughs> Not for a while. Um. You know, I'm I'm gonna be working with a um nutritionist, bodybuilder, I'm going to drop, you know, try and drop 30, 40 pounds, get down, back down to, you know, mid 230s, low 240s, um, and just get, like, my health under control. Yeah, yeah, Then once that's good, then, you know, I'll reevaluate things, but, um, like I said before, my, until, there's until so... You, until you fail a squat that... You've yeah, hit a million times. Until, so I get, gonna be like, until I get crushed under 405. When I yeah, then you're like, all right, 270, here we come. But there's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people in the gym that I, I want to put more effort into helping them lift and get their goals succeeded. So I'd rather take a step back and, you know, help the people that need the help to get them to where they need to go. Where they need to go. So. All right. Any any advice? Any advice for people? Anything you want to? Sh- any shit talk you want to do? Any last questions? I mean, we could go for another hour if you want me to shit talk, but I'll I'll spare the people. Marquise just said, "Let's go, lean boys." <laughs> we drinking lean? Is that what we doing? 
better chance of that than get, <laughs> better chance of that than getting lead. Um, no, I mean that's a wrap for everything. Uh, once again, thank you everybody from Hellbent for um last weekend. That was sick for sure. You know, for sure, can't wait to do it again. Looking forward to Lake George in December. Oh, and thank you for allowing me to handle you because it was dope. It was yeah, a dope experience. I mean, being able to fucking, like, even just hand you off, wrap your knees, wrap Chris, hand him off, spot him, back spot him, whatever. Like, that's stuff that fucking is super dope to me, especially being still semi-new to yeah. the sport. It's like, you know, to be a part of world records and your fucking, Yo, and it, your it, big homecoming meet and all that shit. I don't care what, super dope, what people know? tell you, getting into a meet, handling people, being around the environment, it makes you a better lifter. Oh, for sure. You know? That lit a fire under my ass more than anything else I've seen in the last six months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bombing out lit a fucking tremendous fire under my ass, but then being at this meet and seeing everyone from our 24-year-old, 140-pound girls to you and Chris yeah. doing things was just so fucking motivating. Like, we got home late Sunday, and Monday I was in the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's work that's got to be done. We all got new goals. My clients yep. got new goals. Some clients that I thought were going to do this meet only and be done are now signing up for yep. new meets. So it's, it's it's just, it was a dope experience all around. It went, I mean, I always try to go into it with a positive mindset, but it went 10 times better than I thought it would have yeah. went. Yep. Um, I thought I was going to be way overwhelmed with the amount of people I had to control and, and handle, but it went fucking smooth. And like I said, I think the way we helped prep everybody for it like on those Saturdays and, and stuff, we kind of set a meet environment yeah. from the beginning. So there, it was nothing new. Yep. And then we roll so deep with everything that it's another day at the gym. Yeah. Once you get that opening squat, we're just at the gym. Yep. There's 30 of us there, maybe more. I mean, day two, there might have been 30, 40 of us from yeah. Hellbent. You know what I mean? Yeah, the first day was fucking packed. And that's what I said, like, when you know, when you're walking up to the bar and you look out and everybody in that first row's you know, you see the Hellbent barbell sign, it's like, all right, like, it's a let's sun, go, it's a let's fucking do this, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And everybody's cheering for you, and you're like, yo, not letting these people down, like, and I've always said, and I've told you this before, you know, leaders lead from the front, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if, if you want to set the tone, you got to set the standard for everybody else behind you, you yep. know what I mean? If, if you hold yourself to a high standard, and people are looking up to you, and they want to emulate what you're doing, it's just going to, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. For sure, so. for sure. All right, so we're good. We're going to wrap up. Um, again, shout-out to everyone at Hellbent. Shout-out to everyone that competed this weekend. Shauna and Jay from yes, Blue Shauna, Collar. For sure. They fucking rock. Um, great meet. Everyone did a great job. Um, shout-out to, uh, to to Bane and Critty and, and Leah and Laura, all people that want to get on the podcast. Um Everyone hit me up. Let me know when it's good for you, and we'll get you scheduled. Um, Jenna, let me know. Yo, maybe we'll, we'll do one Friday up. night before the Metal Militia Worlds meet at the hotel, too. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. We could bring this shit with us. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, we could do that. We could do one at fucking in Lake George. I'm down to do that. We could fucking commentate it. Have Crawford on. Yeah. Drink some beers. I'll do that. Get him. What does he do? Crown? Crown. He's a crown yeah, guy, crown right? guy. All right, we could do that. All right, guys, we're signing off. Peace. Thank you. Thank and, you. And I'll uh, load this up soon, and uh, we'll be on Spotify, and I'll send out the links for everybody. Peace.